Hello, folks. Welcome back. We've got Rally Caps on episode 22. Uh, today is February 24th. And we got some, we didn't, I didn't think we had anything until like earlier today, honestly. We were just going to talk NBA and do uh, like some all star stuff and talk about the MLB to early rankings, which we're going to get to. But we also have a more pressing issue. Tiger Woods was in a car crash this afternoon or this morning, I should say, he was the only driver in it. So we're going to try to uh, dive into that, see what, see what information we can pull from it. And uh, hopefully he is okay. I did hear he has a broken leg and shattered ankle. We're going to get to that in a second, though. Uh, we've also got a bullish and bearish segment, and then we've got our NBA pre or like all-star break rankings, basically. All right, let's get right into it. Okay, we have made it here. It is the all-star break for the NBA. We're coming right up this week. Uh, we've got kind of what we expected in the standings so far. Uh, we've got Philly, Brooklyn, and Milwaukee in the top. And then uh, goes Indiana, Toronto, Boston, Knicks, Bulls uh, are the teams that are in right now. And it's pretty tight towards the bottom of the East as far as uh, – the other teams i mean the wizards are technically only two games out from from an eight seed as well and they're they're at 11 and 17 so it's a very uh very dense bottom of the eastern conference heim do you see do you see some shakeup in this from what from what we're looking at right now and if so what are you looking at yeah it's hard for me to think that uh both the knicks and the bulls are going to make the playoffs i also think there's not – I don't know how many how much they can leapfrog, but Toronto, you called it. They're continuing to play well, uh, and I just – I like that roster. I like the the makeup of that team. They've got a lot of good pieces, good coaching, and I feel like they, they understand how to play together and win games. So I could see – I would say I'll have Toronto leapfrogging Indiana to move into the uh, top half of the Eastern Conference standings and get secure home court, and then – And I'm going to take Miami and Charlotte. So you said uh, you've got Miami and Charlotte. Uh, you cut out a little bit there. You said Miami and Charlotte what? Uh, Miami and Charlotte to jump into those last two playoff spots in the East. So I've got the Knicks and the Bulls falling out of the playoff hunt. And then the the Hornets and the Heat coming in. I like that. I like the Hornets too. They've 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 out exceeded their expectations by a lot so far. I mean – they kind of did load up, you know, they got scary Terry, Gordon Hayward, and then they got ball uh, LaMelo who's, who's been playing really well. I, I think they're actually going to be, we're going to start seeing them work their way into the, to the middle to upper, upper echelon of the East here in the next couple of years, for sure. Uh, I, I agree with you too. I think the heat have been playing much worse than what they've been expecting to play. So I think they're going to get a little bit better and, I think as long as they're in the playoffs, they're still a dangerous team, just like you were saying. 
I I like Atlanta too, honestly. I think I think I like their nucleus of guys with Trey Young and DeAndre Hunter. I I think they actually play really well. They they're like a very like even keeled team, and I've known that because they're very hard team to uh, to place any bets on. So I figured that out the hard way, but I've learned my lesson on the Hawks. I I, I kind of like what they're doing, and they keep games really close, and it's all. It's all about keeping the game close, especially if you got a big shooter at the, towards the end of a game. I like, I kind of like them, and maybe to be maybe to be an upset team towards the end towards the end of the season. Yeah, and they should get you know they should get healthier uh, as the season goes on. Um, they should get Bogdanovich back at some point. Obviously, Hunter Hunter's going to be coming back, getting healthy. Uh, Gallinari was out for a while, so uh, yeah, missed a lot yeah. of dudes. Yeah, I like that. And let's go over to the West right now, and then we're going to get into our all-star picks. Yeah, there's a lot of the Hawks. <laughs> Sorry, we had a little crossover there. Go ahead, Heim. No, I was just saying the Hawks are going to get healthier, and they, they've got some interesting pieces. So I like I like your take there. Uh, I don't think they'll make the playoffs, but I they're good. Uh, they've got an interesting nucleus, and I think they're they could do something moving forward. Right. And then switching over to the Western Conference, we've got the Jazz, Clippers, and Lakers in the top three spots. Then we go Suns, Blazers, Spurs, and then Nuggets and Warriors rounding out the current playoff teams. T. Willie, what do you see? How do you see this ending up? Uh, first, I want to say I'm absolutely shocked that the Phoenix Suns are where they are, sitting at 20 and 10 right now. I mean, I, I watch a lot of their games, and they have absolutely been balling out. They look really, really good. CP3 has been the catalyst to this team and obviously that's no surprise he's pretty much like the the brick and mortar to every team he's ever been on but he he's impressive and I thought he was gonna like slide back you know just because he's getting older but he's he's doing super good and I think he's helped Devin Booker out a lot with with just his experience and his leadership ability I I think the Suns are kind of a dangerous team sitting at four um I mean, I don't, I don't see, I guess as of right now, they would be playing the Blazers, which I like that matchup for them. So I think they can actually win a series if, if it were to stay as it is. But if I'm looking at the West for a team to slide in and slide out, I like the Mavericks to move in. I think the Mavs, they, they are only one game out of that eight seed right now. They're tied with Memphis uh, at, at like the nine seed technically on the outside looking in. They've been a little snake bit with injuries and Luca has kind of been just trying to carry them pretty much all season. If they get healthy and they can get a little win streak going, what I look for, especially at the bottom rung, you know, like from nine through 15 is which team do I, can I envision having a good winning streak that gets them towards like right yeah. back in the hunt and towards the middle. And for that, for me, I'm seeing the Mavericks, like the Grizzlies seem inconsistent. The, the Pelicans are, fairly inconsistent as well as long with the kings and the thunder the thunder are just kind of outgunned pretty much by every team but as far as those four goes the mavericks memphis new orleans and sacramento i've got to see dallas being able to make some moves as far as who's falling out the only team i could i'm really seeing being able to do that or possibly might be doing that is the Spurs, but they've been playing, they've been playing really well. So I, I don't, I don't know. I don't really know. It's, that's a tough one, but if, if I'm going to have to choose one, I'm going to Mavericks to slide in instead of the Spurs. 
What are you thinking? Yeah, I, I mean, I like that. So, def, to follow up on your points, the Suns have definitely been uh, extremely impressive so far. Uh, I did not see them being in the fourth in the uh, fourth seed this far into the season. We'll see if they can sustain that. Uh, I I do think it's it, I I would be really interested to see them in a in a playoff series. They just played Portland last night and put a beat down on them. Portland didn't have. Obviously, Portland's playing without McCollum and Nurkic, so they don't have their, I mean, arguably their second and third best players. But, yeah, for, for the Suns, CP3 has been a good addition. Aiton is taking steps forward. And then I think the real thing that's impressed me with the Suns is the depth. They have a lot of role players that are that are playing well. Bridges has been playing nice. Uh, yeah. Crowder's been pretty good. Go ahead. Yeah, so like I said, Crowder's been doing good. Uh, campaign, can't just say Cam. It's got to be Campaign. He's been playing well. So the Suns have some good depth on that roster. I like the makeup of that. Uh, I'm excited to watch them, honestly, in the second half and see if they can sustain this. To your point, the back half of the West is pretty – I mean, you only have – let's see what four games separating. I mean, you only have five games separating the sixth seed from the 14th seed. So it's all pretty, pretty close. Uh, I was high on the Mavericks coming into the year. Honestly, they've kind of, I've kind of come off that just because they've let me down pretty much all, all year long, but Rick Carlisle is a good coach. He always seems to get the most out of that team. And I do think there's talent there. They have, they have pieces. And anytime you have Luke on your team, he's going to keep you in games. So We'll see. I don't. I don't disagree with you that they could that they could hop up there. But yeah, the Spurs. The Spurs are playing solid. I would expect them. I think the Nuggets are going to continue to climb this list. I just I have a hard time thinking that the Nuggets are going to finish seventh uh, in the West. So you know maybe they. I could see the Nuggets jumping up to the fourth or fifth seed, passing let's say the Spurs and the Blazers, maybe even the Suns. Yeah. Uh, and then the Warriors. We'll see. We'll see what they can do to sustain this. Um, we're getting vintage Steph just getting the ball and, and doing some damage. They need Draymond to, you know, keep his keep his cool. But yeah, how many yeah, we'll, we'll how many games how many games has Draymond like notoriously blown so far this year? Whether it's like technicals or not understanding the clock. I mean, it seems like it's it's happened a couple times where they've like they were they were in games they shouldn't have been necessarily, and they kind of like fought their way back into and. Draymond who you don't think of being like the I mean he's usually the the more aware guy in almost every situation and the last couple times he's been super unaware and and really hurt his team because of it I feel like that's not going to keep happening so yeah I, I like the Warriors to stay in it too yeah yeah for sure I mean Draymond's got a at this point too I mean he's a extremely veteran player there's really no there's really no excuse for that. I mean, right. people, people always talk about how Draymond's the best competitor, but I mean, getting like double technicals to lose the game is, uh, I mean, that's pretty much like the being the worst competitor you could be. So we'll see if he cleans that up moving forward. I think he will, but I th at least for me, it's surprising to see someone. I wouldn't have been surprised if he made that mistake six years ago, but it's, it's weird to see him in this role still kind of doing things that are just you know not not that smart but yeah for sure yeah we'll see um but yeah that that's kind of the roundup there do we want to get into uh all-star teams 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's just, um, I, I don't want to just give you guys a giant list of players. I, I think you've, if you're following this podcast, I'm sure you know who's in, who's out. Uh, notable snubs. We, we've also, we've always got to say uh, Devin Booker. I mean, I think he's been scoring wise, but I'm, we, we were looking up some stats earlier and we, we were saying we would probably swap him out for like Zion or something. Um, Cause we were both kind of having that feeling that Zion's not as big as a, of a contributor, but the stats tell us different. Do you still have those pulled up? Yeah. So I pulled up a bunch of stats. Uh, Zion was the name that jumped out to me initially as maybe being someone who wasn't deserving, but out of all the guys I looked up, uh, Zach Levine. Zach Levine was another guy. Zach Levine was another guy I looked up, uh, actually had, he, I was surprised at how good his stats were. So, um, Mike Conley was another one too, that I was thinking was maybe a potential guy that D book had, a, had, should have been in over, but you know, I, I, just in the cursory glance that I, that I did from looking at some of the stats as it pertains to their player efficiency rating and their win shares. Um, I mean, like if you take, if you take D book compared to Conley, Conley has a slightly higher PR. I mean, they're virtually the same. And then Conley's got 3.1 win shares compared to D books 1.9. So it's not a, it's not a insignificant difference there. So uh, Zion also had some, had some killer stats in, in that regard. I mean, Zion's at 4.1 win shares, which is, which is awesome. And his PR is at 26.6, which is unreal. And for, and for those of you guys that aren't familiar with that uh, player efficiency rating, it's just a measure of permanent production standardized. So league average is 15 on that. So, pretty much above 20 is going to be all-star level performance. So yeah, I don't, I don't know T Willie. I mean, I think, I think D book, I mean, D book's a great player. Obviously I think we all, we all think that I enjoy watching him play, but in these discussions, you always have to say, you have to say who you're taking out, right? Like you can't just say, you can't just, Oh, so and so is a snub. Right, right, right. So I don't, do you have, do you have one guy? Uh, I, I guess when I'm just looking at the list, I mean, as much, no, not really. I feel like they kind of did a pretty good job of this. Cause like we just said, you can't throw everyone in here. That's a good player. You know, I mean, obviously D book has incredible scoring ability that no one's, no one's disputing that obviously, but there's also guys that were left off as, as far as a Sabonis and Trey young guys that are huge contributors to their team. I think Sabonis was the biggest snub in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, he's averaging 25, 11 and five, 5.6, which is like almost MVP. If, if we were looking back a couple of years ago, this would be MVP talk for Sabonis. So I think, I think out of anyone it's, it's going to be him, but I think they did a pretty good job of, of getting all this. So as far as our draft goes, I'm going to be KD and you're going to be LeBron for this. All right. Okay, so uh, I'll give you first pick. You know, Chivalry's not dead. So you you go ahead. You take first pick of all these all-stars, and I'm going to go next. So I'm, I'm Team LeBron, right? Yep. Do I have to assume that I'm on my own team? Uh, no, you don't have to pick yourself. Okay. Uh, shoot. All right, so then for my next pick, I'm going to go Joel Embiid. Embiid? Okay. I'm going to take – I'm going to take Luca. Ooh, okay. Okay. Let's go. And am I picking, am I trying to win the all-star game or am I just picking players? I like, 
Um, yeah, you're trying to win. Okay. Uh, then I'm gonna go. Let's go, Giannis next. Giannis. Okay, good call. All right, so I need a point guard. So I'm going. Ooh, I'm going Harden. Okay. Okay. Uh, let's see. Can I get? Let me take Jokic. I'm just gonna go. I'm gonna have all the all the big dudes on my team. <laughs> just length for days. All right. Um, I'm gonna take. So I've got. It's KD, Luca, Harden. I'm going with Curry. Next. Okay. A little Chef Curry action. I like that. I like that. Okay. Uh, psh, 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 psh. let's see here. I think, well, let, let's stick with my, uh, let's stick with my theme. Give me, give me Zion. I've just got, I officially have the biggest, the biggest team in the history of NBA basketball. Yep. I'm going to go small ball. I'm going with, um, ooh, between Bradley Beal and Dame. I'm going, I'm going to go Beal, Bradley Beal. I'm, I'm just going for strictly points. I'm hoping the big guys get tired. I like that. Okay. Well, let me take a, Give me Chris Paul. I'm going to put the one small dude out there, and he's just going to feed all my big men. There we go. Okay. And I need someone to guard these big men, so I'm going to go with Rudy Gobert. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, Let's see. Coming back to me. You know what? Just out of respect for what he's done for my fantasy team, give me Big Vooch, Nikola Vooch. That's a good pick. That's a good pick. Busevich. All right, nice. Um, so Kawhi Leonard's still on the board, so I'm gonna take him. Nice. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Got a little sneaker in there. Okay. And so we got Paul George, Donovan Mitchell, Mike Conley, Jalen Brown, Lillard, Simmons, Tatum, Levine, and Randall left. Okay, give me I'm gonna take Dame. Dame, I'll go. We'll go yep. rapid fire here. I'm going with Simmons. Okay, then I will take Jason Tatum. Uh, that was my next one. All right, uh, Levine. Okay, then I'll take. Is Kyrie still on the board? Oh shit! Yes, I just I just read up there and I saw Kyrie still there. So yeah, you might want to get him there. Yeah, I'll take Kyrie. All right, good call. And I guess it's between Conley and Julius Randle for the for the scraps here. I, I'm going with Julius Randle, the, the point machine. Oh, man. Just Best. stole him right off my fantasy team into your all-star team. Yeah. Uh, okay, so that leaves me Conley. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Well, uh, that's pretty good. That's a pretty good all-star team. I mean, the, the talent in the NBA is there's no shortage of talent, as, as you could see here. That was like 25 guys that are just game changers. So that's going to be a cool game to watch. I, I feel like they got to try to do more each year to get us interested in it. You know, do you watch these all-star games? Eh, maybe like the last the last like 10 minutes or so. Yeah, I'm usually a catch the highlights kind of guy. I don't I don't necessarily care about it yeah. too much. All right. Well, that, that was our that was our NBA segment here. We're gonna get into bullish and bearish coming up next. 
All right, for everyone's favorite segment, we've got bullish and bearish. Maybe not your favorite, but it's an original one of ours. We love doing this one. I'm going to go first with my bullish, which this week it was NBA Top Shot. I am very bullish. I'm, I guess I'm more bullish on FOMO of like missing out on anything that's crypto. So like I, whenever I see people getting rich immediately, I try to like, I, I've wasted at least an hour of my day, like watching videos or trying to read articles on how to understand some new trend, how everyone's getting rich overnight. But I don't understand like 99% of them and I'm still stupid enough to invest in like 10% of them. So haven't hit it big yet, but I, I still, I'm still sticking with like blindly buying into one of these little fad things and hoping that's the one I can get rich and basically buy a boat with. Yeah, I like that. I'm, I'm rooting for you too, Willie. Yeah, I, I want a boat and I don't want to necessarily like work that hard for it. I, I want one of these get rich quick things. And one of these crypto deals is, is going to pop off and I'm going to be in the right place at the right time. If you guys know me, then I, I usually somehow know where the ball is going to land without actually knowing anything. So um, if, if someone was just going to randomly pick the right crypto, you would you would be my bet, T. Willie. Yeah. I'll let you know which ones I get into, but it, it's been a miss so far. Okay. Well, you know, keep, keep swinging. Shoot or shoot, baby. Shoot or shoot. All right. Am I going bullish or you're going bearish now? You go bullish and I'll go bearish. All right. Well, uh, it's time to talk about everybody's favorite topic. Uh, I'm bullish on my fantasy basketball team this week. I uh, just want to keep you guys posted because I know we, we've been getting a lot of DMs, a lot of messages from people saying they want me to talk more about my team. So let me do that. We're uh, Greedo's guys are eight and one. Uh, we've got 1500 more points than the next team. Next closest team in the league. We've got like five of the top 20 players in the NBA. Chemistry is good. We're close. And we're looking to uh, really just continue our dominance. Uh, you know, there's a, there's a school of thought that says you don't want to peak too early. But for us, I think it's going to be kind of like a season-long peak. So we're riding high, and we're feeling very bullish about our title opportunities in fantasy basketball. Yeah. I, I wish I would have taken more time to relish on, on my fantasy football team success during, during the football season. But I uh, – I missed the boat on that one. So you'll, you'll hear about my fo football team next year. Cause uh, we'll talk a little bit more about our, our match. Cause we're actually playing each other this week. T Willie versus uh, my, my team's called the bubble boys and Garrido's guys are in first place and we're playing each other this week. I haven't checked the, the scores yet today, but we, I was winning after day one, which I mean, I, I wish we could stop the count there. Upset alert. Upset that's not alert. how it works. <laughs> All right, so bearish, I'm going celebrity fights. Um, have you heard of any celebrity fights lately? What? No, I haven't. Yeah, me either, and I'm pissed uh, because it seems like one week, every single person and their mom wants to fight each other, and we've got these rumors and hype about it, and I love to hear, like, I, I think this needs to become some kind of league where, where it's like a mandate that certain celebrities, whoever beefs, calls each other out and gets in a ring like within a couple weeks, you know, um, I, I get some of the players maybe like in the middle of their regular season or whatever, but that's irrelevant. If, if you want to call someone out online and 
it, it becomes to let's throw down, it should happen immediately. So I wish those will keep coming back. I know we're going to, I know it was kind of um, the Mayweather and Logan, was it Logan Paul or Jake Paul? Uh, one of the Paul brothers. That one, they tried like doing preview pay-per-view sales and I guess they didn't go as expected, but no one's going to pre-buy it. You know, like if, if you tell me it's on that night, I'm definitely going to buy it still. But I feel like you can't like postpone a celebrity fight because you're not selling enough like pre-sold pay-per-view tickets. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You, you got to just let, let it give it a date, let it happen. And people are going to buy it that day. Like no one's, no one's got the foresight to be like, Oh, I'm going to sit down and watch the Jake Paul versus Mayweather fight. Like, no, it's like you hear about it on Twitter or Instagram and then you, you're sitting down that night and you're like, okay, let's buy it real quick and turn it on. You know, like that, that's how those things go. So I, I need to see more of those. Who you, who are you bearish on? I'm going to go bearish on the ultimate bearer of bad news. Dr. Fauci. Uh, he's still, he's pretty hesitant on us getting back into stadiums. And as resident sports fan here, I just want to go to some freaking sporting events, man. I want, I want to go watch sports. I want to watch professional athletes in person. Uh, yeah, so I'm 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 bearish on Dr. Fauci just just dra- dragging us down with that. I know. Uh, I I don't know. Yeah, I I don't I don't know, man. I want to. I just want to get back to sports. I don't want to have to wear a mask anymore. I'm a mouth breather, so it's. I feel like it's especially punitive for me. Yeah, it's tough. My That's mask tough all day. Yeah, you know, I feel like I kind of feel like the mouth breathers are lost. You know, people forget about us, right? I'm. Yeah, exactly. I mean, th- there's got to be, it's been over a year now. Like they should have come up with some kind of like helmet or like apparatus contraption thing that helps you guys, you mouth breathers, I should say, as, into being able to, you know, be normal again. Like have a, have some kind of uh, airflow. Yeah. You know, I just, I just feel like we've really been, uh, this 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 pandemic has unfairly victimized us as the mouth breathers and i and i want to raise awareness about that because i feel like uh pe- people just don't realize you know t will you you're walking around just breathing through your nose you you don't even realize you know how how Blessed. great it is i mean some might even say yeah, some might even say privilege that you're able to use your nose uh <laughs> oh you know for all my mouth breathers out there uh, my nose is currently just screwed up because of allergies or whatever reason um Dr. Fauci says not yet, but I'm optimistic that better times are coming and we will return to just ripping that air right through our mouth at, at some point in the next 10 years. Yeah. One shall not discriminate against age, sex, gender, skin color, or mouth breather. That, that should be thrown in there. Awkward pause. Sorry, you cut out for a second there. Oh, man. I really tried to drop a good joke there, Dude. but just washed over everyone. <laughs> All good. Let's just keep it moving here. Um, we are playing each other this week. I'm pulling up the the stats right now, and it looks like you pulled away from me. Um, you're up by 100 now. So 
on to next week for the bubble boys but that's okay we're we're still fighting here if we if we win a couple more we're we're right back in the hunt so uh let's talk about a another matter that uh recently happened this is somewhat breaking news to to the sports world here Mr. Tiger Woods has been in a car crash in Los Angeles, or not Los Angeles, right? It was, yeah, it was Los Angeles, right outside of Long Beach. Um, he has a compound fracture in his leg and a shattered ankle. He went straight into surgery after they pulled him. They had to actually use the jaws of life. That Whenever you say, that, like, whenever you throw the term jaws of life, that is just, like, that that, that really makes you, like, open your eyes and, and read on, you know, trying to think of, Hopefully he's okay. Number one, uh, we, we do want to say, send our thoughts and prayers to him and his recovery. I obviously still think he can win again. He will be back. He is the, one of the greatest talents we've ever seen. So um, just to speculate on the car crash itself though, since he was a solo driver in it. And when they, I was watching when they pulled his car out, it only seemed as if the front and back bumpers were like really, really messed up. So the, when I'm thinking of what, I mean, cause usually if it's a sides, if it, if he rolls into something else. So I'm guessing he might've hit something and flipped like end over end, which is not good. What what, do you, what are your thoughts on this time? Yeah. Well, we were talking before the show and you, you'd mentioned uh, him like swerving to avoid something or maybe like, you, you know, was not lost focus or was texting or whatever and hit the median. Uh, Idea what happened but it did not look good and i i mean i think this could very well be the end of tiger woods the golfer i mean if he has significant you know if he has a compound fracture of his leg say and then a shattered a shattered ankle you gotta think though i mean i know tiger has maybe this is just me thinking like me and obviously i don't have the mindset of tiger but he's had so many back surgeries he's come back he's been just battling for I feel like seven years to just even be healthy enough to play golf. And then to have this, I wonder if this, and he's got to realize too, every year that passes, it becomes less and less likely that he can win again. I wonder if this is almost the, the final straw for to really end Tiger's competitive golf career. I, I, I hope not. Yeah. But we're all, we're all praying you're wrong on that one, but yeah, that does make sense. You know, um, it's, it's a very hard thing to come back from something like this, especially uh, with his back surgeries and his legs being unhealthy before this accident. Um, we we got to get this guy a permanent driver from now on. He's had way too many yeah. in vehicles to where we, we, no one should ever let Tiger Woods behind the wheel of a vehicle again. Can you think of another athlete that has had more like just no. crazy stuff happen to them in their, in their careers? No. I mean, it's like you look at Tiger Woods's life, whether it's a prodigy and being trained to become a great golfer and then actually making good on that, his dominance, the whole divorce stuff, all the, the Perkins waitresses, the bat, the back injuries, the winning the master. I mean, it's, he's like the Elvis Presley of sports. I mean, there's just yeah. so much, there's this, there's so much stuff around this guy. It's, it's wild, man. It's just, it's just wild. It really is. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate. I, I, I definitely hope and I think he can technically win again. Obviously, we don't know the extent of the damage yet. Um, a shattered ankle. Whenever they use the verbiage, like the, the adjective shattered, you know, that's that's not good. 
Not that means it was probably smashed, you know. Um, but I, I do have a little bit of hope. I, I was watching an interview with the guy who was the first guy on the scene. And he said when he was like, when he came up to the car, Tiger was in, of sound mind. And he was actually like talking, talking with him until he was removed from the car. So obviously you like your adrenaline's pumping right there and you can't necessarily feel your injuries um, to be accurate. But uh, yeah, I, I've got to, I've got to hope and pray that I'm going to go off what this guy said and hope that he was all right. And, Yes, it was major enough to have surgery on, but not not too major to where he has to ever not be able to swing swing the sticks again. So, T's and P's to you, Tiger. We hope uh, Godspeed on your recovery, and um, any news or updates we're going to be posted on our stories online. Yeah. All right, off off to a newer note here. We've got Major League Baseball. All right, we are back with everyone's favorite segment, MLB. I know it's tough. There's I'm scrolling through some top articles here and it is brutal. So the number one article for the MLB is um, Freddie Freeman had twins. Uh, how nice. Um, and then we also talk about what we need to get into is the Mariners CEO, Kevin Mather said had a, well, it wasn't like an interview, was it? It was just kind of a conversation or an address with somebody. Yeah, he, he was talking to a rotary club, shout out rotary clubs. I didn't know that still existed. Yeah, seriously. Uh, so he was he was hanging out at his club with his boys and uh, had a little bit of a loose lips situation there. So we'll talk about that. But there is literally like it, it seems like there's one guy that does all the stories. Jeff Passan is the only guy that's keeping the MLB afloat right now. And the, uh, I, 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 I so um, not Seelig, but who's the I, I don't even know his name anymore. I'm Manfred. Manfred. Yes. Manfred, dude, if you need some help, like with the MLB, obviously this is, it's still supposed to be America's pastime. So if you need some help, man, we are here for you. We're, we'll, I'll tag you directly in our, in our conversation, in our podcast today. So that way you can hopefully listen to this and, and get, get the MLB some notice. Cause I feel like we're missing out on a ton, a ton of stuff that should be getting talked about or going on right now. But Unfortunately, it is not. But let's dive into this, the Mariners CEO, because this was this was uh, this is debatably problematic, I would I would probably say. But he did get fired. Uh, so let, let's talk about it. Heim. What what would you pull up from it? OK, so basically the Mariners CEO was giving an address and made some it was about a 45 minute thing. And he, he kind of was just shooting from the hip here. He made some comments basically saying that the Mariners were purposely not going to let their top prospects make the team so they could man manipulate their service time, which probably a no-no in terms of saying that. Uh, he was also – so, yeah, so he said a bunch of stuff that, you know, he probably shouldn't have said just from a strategy standpoint as CEO. But ultimately, he, he was forced to resign uh, his position based on some comments he made regarding uh, a former Japanese pitcher and then a Latin American player. So I pulled up the – the quotes here. So I'm just going to read this real quick for you guys. So speaking about uh, Hisaishi Iwakuma, who pitched for the Mariners and was recently hired by them, uh, he said, for instance, we just hired Iwakuma. He was a pitcher with us for a number of years. Wonderful human being. His English was terrible. He wanted to get back into the game. He came to us. We quite frankly want him as our Asian scout slash interpreter. What's going on with the Japanese league? He's coming to spring training. 
And I'm going to say I'm tired of paying his interpreter. When he was a player, we'd play Iwakuma X, but we'd also have to pay 75 a year to have an interpreter with him. His English suddenly got better. His English got better when we told him that. So those were his comments regarding Iwakuma. And then in uh, speaking about Julio Rodriguez, so he's the number nine overall prospect in MLB. He said, quote, Julio Rodriguez has got a personality bigger than all of you combined. He is loud. His English is not tremendous. So in, in quote, but so I'm not trying to make this a political commentary or pass judgment on these things, but to me, just to me hear that the fact, you know, to lose your job over these things. I don't, I don't know, man, that's, that's just tough. I think it's tough as, as someone who certainly said things that I, you know, maybe didn't, didn't intend for them to come across that way or, or mean, you know, there was there, I've said things where there was no intent behind them. Uh, it, this is, this is tough. I, I guess, I guess I was just kind of surprised actually reading the comments. When I read the headline, I expected the comments to be much worse, I guess. And then reading the headline, I kind of, I kind of came away thinking, you know, I, I, I probably wouldn't have said those things, especially to a large group of people, but man, that's, that's tough to get fired. So I, yeah, I don't those, know what you thought about it, T. Willie. I, I kind of agree with you. I think those are like, those, those should be, let's give this guy a second chance type comments instead of, let's like give him 12 hours to apologize. And if he doesn't do it perfectly, then he's fired kind of thing. Um, I think it would also would have been different if this was like a 60 minutes type interview where they were asking him these questions directly. And the, like the spotlight was purely on him and he was just saying these things. I think that might've come across as something a little different, but the the fact that he was just kind of shooting from the hip, like you said, I, yeah, like I, I definitely feel like they might be a little bit, a little bit drastic, but again, we, we have to, we have to say that he, th- these are definitely things you shouldn't be saying, but uh, do they, do they mean they should fire you? Uh, man, that's a tough one. I, luckily I'm not in position to have to make those decisions, but I don't know. I, that, that's, that's, that's a very, very gray area to me. Yeah. I mean, I, again, I, I agree. I, I, <laughs> I just, I'm, I'm looking at the quotes and I don't know that he said anything offensive. I mean, I, is telling someone that their English is terrible. Is that, I mean, and for context too, like for those of you guys listening, I mean, my, my dad's from the Dominican Republic and I always, I mean, I still give him shit about having an accent on certain things or like there's certain words that he can't say, he can't say well, just because English is his first language. Um, I, I know that, I know this is different, like, you know, BSing with your family versus uh, someone that you have a professional relationship with, but I I don't I don't know. I mean, I, I guess I just uh, I guess I just didn't feel like he said anything that was necessarily off- offensive or wrong. It was stuff that maybe I wouldn't have said. Uh, but yeah, yeah, tough, for sure. Tough uh, tough time to be Ke- Kevin Mather for sure. Yeah. All right. So we, we want to give you guys our top six teams uh, from each league, basically the teams that we think are going to be making the playoffs minus like the final wild card spot. So we're just going to act as if we're picking the team that wins the final wild card. That's how they're doing it again this year, right? They're doing um, wild card play in for the last game. You know what? I'm actually not sure what the, what again, this year. again, more things the MLB should probably be updating people on, but who, what do I know? Um, okay. So we're just going to go top six. We're going to, we're just going to act as if we know the rules, but apparently we do not. 
So American League, for me, I'm going to go Yankees, best team in the AL. White Sox coming in at number two. Astros, three. Blue Jays, Twins, Rays. Uh, it was tough for me to put together the last like four. I, I think obviously the Yanks and the Sox are going to be going to be up there, but I could kind of see the last four going any of which ways. Which I I think the Blue Jays are my like shooting for the stars team. Who do you who do you got in the AL? What, what are you seeing? I had Yanks, uh, Twins, White Sox, Astros, Blue Jays, and then voting with my heart, the Angels. Okay. I, I, I wish we could see the Angels get into the playoffs too. So I'm I'm hoping that they're they surprise me as well. Yeah, I just want to see Mike Trout in the playoffs, honestly. Yeah, for real. And let's go AL MVP next. Who are you going with? I went with Aaron Judge again, big Yankee guy here. I'm hoping he can stay healthy and really uh, just put it all together. I think so too. Yeah, if, that's the whole thing. If he's healthy, he's at least top three. So. That, that's a good pick there. I, I like that. I'm going to go AL MVP. Uh, I mean, Trout is obviously like the, the easy number one answer. Um, if I had to go with another one, I'm going to guess. Huh, I, I'm going to I'm going to say Abreu is going to repeat as the AL MVP. Oh, OK. OK. Yeah. That dude can mash. That's for yes, sure. he can hit. He's going to have a little bit more firepower around him in the lineup this year. They're going to be a good team. So I, I do like to take that into consideration. So I'm going to go with, <clears throat> excuse me, sorry, uh, Abreu, Jose Abreu. And Cy Young, who are you going with? I'm sticking chalk here, Garrett Cole. Man, just hammering the Yanks. All right, I like that. I mean, I, I feel like they are far and away the best team in the AL, so it's not very outlandish to pick those guys because they're going to be carrying their team to the to the one seed, I believe. And Garrett Cole is truly special talent, no matter where he's pitching. So I like that. How about you? Who you got for Cy, Cy Young? I'm going with... Hmm. I'm going to go with Bieber. I'm going to take the other guy, uh, Shane Bieber, to to do kind of what he did last year and keep that ball rolling. So his uh, his stats as far as like spin rate and stuff, again, we got to get Kenny Hatcher on here because we, we need him to actually statistically and uh, scoutingly tell us who he thinks he's going to win. So we'll, we'll have him on before the season actually kicks off, but I'm going to go with Shane Bieber and hopefully he can tell us why or why not. But let's go over to the NL right now. Uh, as far as the teams go, I think everyone else and their mom has the Dodgers as number one. Um, who, who's your number two? Who, who do you got for two? I was I re- just wanted to z- uh, zag here when everybody else was zigging a little bit, so I went with Braves number two. Okay, I actually like that. I mean, they're they're still like, yeah, they're they're right in the hunt there. They're they're going to be right up next to these guys. It's going to come down between a couple games, so. I like Braves as two. I'm going to go with Padres uh, wild card coming in as the two. And then, so they're going to end up being the five. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. So Padres two, as far as record goes, but the five seed uh, as far as their seating. And then I've got the Mets winning the, 
winning the East over the Braves. I think I think they're going to try to make even more moves, even though they've made the most out of every team has. But I, I think they're going to keep making moves and try, and try to uh, figure out how to get themselves into like a playoff winning position here by by the All Star break. So I'm going to go Mets, then Braves, then St. Louis Cardinals to win the Central, and then the Nats coming in as the as the final seed. Who are you going with for – so you have the Dodgers, Braves, and then who yep. are you going with next? And then I got Padres, Cardinals, Mets, Nationals after that. Okay. So we both got the National – we pretty much got the same – Same teams, different order. Yeah, same set, different order. I like that. And MVP, NL, who you want? Acuna. Acuna. Okay, I like that. Base stealer, great fielder, hits for power, hits for average, does it all. I'm going with Mr. The only one, Juan Soto. I I think he's going to have a breakout year. When he was 20 years old, he had 34 and 112. So I like that. And yeah. back to his first uh, first, and he also led the league in batting average last year, hitting 351. So I love Soto here. I'm gonna I'm I'm very bullish on Juan Soto this year. So I'm I'm going MVP Soto, and he's going to carry them and get them a playoff berth. Nice. I like it. That's a solid pick. Yep. Cy Young, who do you want? So I went a little bit of a dark horse here. I think he's going off at like plus 3,500 to win MVP or uh, Cy Young. I got Max Freed from the Braves. So I'm sticking with my, my Braves theme in the NL. I like that. Um, I would have said Snell. Um, I, I think Snell is going to probably put up the best stats, but for some reason, like as soon as I saw the list of the, of the top pitchers in the league, I'm going to go with Walker Bueller. I just love his his like mentality and his attitude and his stuff obviously is second to none. How hard he throws and how, how he can throw four pitches for strikes at any moment of the game. So I love Walker Bueller. I, I say this is his breakout year. Even though he's been pitching very, very well, he's going to break out and win Cy Young this year. Yeah, he's he is nasty for sure. I, lo- I lo- okay, we've got one more quick segment we're gonna do here. Surprising team to make the playoffs. Someone that we didn't pick, who we think is gonna sneak their way in if we had to take one. I'm going with someone in the NL Central because that seems like the most unsure division to me. I mean, because in the the East you've got the Nationals, the Braves, and the Mets. So I, I think those are the three like teams that there's not going to be any other surprises out of there. I don't think Philly necessarily is going to, I mean, I don't know, it could Philly could just as well get in there, but I'm going to go with Chicago Cubs to get in as the, uh, as that last seed. I I think they're going to have some uh, Chicago magic going this year if I had to choose one, but I'm, I'm, I kind of like my picks. I, I, I think, uh, think we got a solid six in the NL. Who are you going with? So I don't know if this would be qualify as a surprising team, but I didn't pick them in my six. Uh, I think the A's would be the team I would say is most likely not on my list to make the playoffs. Yeah, good call. We just talked about them getting um, Trevor Rosenthal, and that that's a big ad for a team that that plays like it that plays like Oakland does. So I, I I like that pick. That's a good pick. And team that we hope to miss Astros. I'm going to say Astros. Yes. I, for some reason, I think 
the Astros are a, at a very volatile state right now. They, they could go up, they could go down. They outplayed everyone in the last month of the season last year, but that let's not forget they were, they had to fight their way back. And so I think if, um, if, if things start that way again, they might not be as willing to, uh, to keep it going. And they did lose a massive piece in George Springer this off season. Who are you thinking? In? I'm going to, I'm going to cop out here and go with the same team as you. I mean, if, if I'm picking a team, I hope misses, it's definitely going to be the Astros. Yeah. I hope they miss the playoffs for the next 20 years. <laughs> I like that. All right. Let's, let's wrap it up there. I, I let's just say we hope the Astros miss the playoffs until 2045 or further. So, all right. We appreciate you guys. If you like today's podcast, please leave us a review, comment, tell a friend, all the above download, subscribe, just keep hitting those auto download buttons. So that way, uh, we can continue to pop up on your feed and uh, you get to share the good word with everyone else. Haim, you got anything else? Nope, that's it. All right, let's go. Rally caps on, guys. Have a great rest of your week.